Hello and welcome to the Book Buzz Show. I am your host, Cheryl Brooks. And um, if you're new here, I want to welcome you. And if you are returning, welcome back. Um, if you enjoy the upcoming show, please like, follow, subscribe, and share the broadcast or podcast um, so others can enjoy it as well. In addition to being a live broadcast, the Book Buzz Show is now also a podcast, as I just mentioned. So you can check us out at the Book Buzz Show with Cheryl, wherever you get your podcast. Um, please make sure to follow our podcast so you can listen uh, when you're out and about. And um, are you looking to promote your brand, business, product, or service? Um, if you are, we have ad spots and sponsorship opportunities available here at the Book Buzz Show. Just visit our website at iaspirebooks2.com for more information. Uh, the book that we are discussing today actually is um, a series of books. Yeah, we get that. The first book in the series is on the screen, Love on Replay. And this is the first book in the Barat Family Series uh, by Monica Waters. Again, uh, because uh, there are several books we're going to go over. Um, we're going to do an overview and then we're just going to concentrate on a few of them. But this is the first book in the series. All right, and um, as I said, Monica Walters is my guest for this evening, and uh, she is a romance author who is best known as the queen of countryhood love stories. As an Amazon best-selling author with multiple award nominations and 2021 winner of Literary Jewels Literary Awards for Best Romance Author, Monica has always had a passion for creating different worlds with words. Starting with poetry, writing has always been a constant in Monica's life. Her love for writing has only progressed. Song lyrics and poetry led to short stories. Then one day in her downtime, a short story became a full-length novel, which was self-published in 2014. The first countryhood love story, Eight Seconds to Love, published in 2019, led to a string of novels highlighting country living from rodeos to ranches, but with the characters maintaining the urban dialect that readers love from her. Monica was born and raised in Beaumont, Texas, but she now resides in Nome, Texas, where most of her country stories take place. Besides being a wife and mother, attaining a Bachelor of Science degree in sociology has only helped her become a better writer understanding characters and their complex personalities. And without further ado, let me bring on tonight's guest, Monica Walters and my co-host for tonight, Jennifer Copeland. Welcome ladies, welcome. Thank you for having me. Hello everybody. And we have uh, LaShawn in the audience. Hey LaShawn. Ola. Hello, Ola. Antoinette. Hi, Antoinette. And Tony Bonita. 
Um, we have Sharon. Hey, Sharon. And Tiffany Jones. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Hey, Tiffany. And we have author Sharon Blunt also. Hi, Sharon. <laughs> welcome, everybody. All right. Um, we have a lot to get into because we have a lot of books to discuss. Then, okay, now I was calling them Barat all this time. So it's Barot. B Rot. B Rot. B Rot. How did you come up with that name? Um, my husband's great grandmother was a B Rot. Okay. That was her maiden name. So it's B Rot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have a Facebook user out here. Um, if you want your name and your face to show, just go to the description and just click on the link and it'll give StreamYard permission to show your identity. Hey, Facebook user. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Lisa Wood. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Um, okay, so I wanted to mention... Um, you you put out you you be putting these books out um, <laughs> like they be like, but what I notice is the quality is always still there because I've I've seen sometimes where the quality kind of suffers when you can put them out pretty fast. But yours, I haven't noticed that. Um, how many you. books have you published so far? Eighty nine, I believe. Oh my goodness, Monica, that is great. Thank you. Thank you. That is good. We have another one coming Friday. Okay. So that'll be your 90th book. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, tell those who have not read the books um, what the um, the Rock Family series is about and who they are as a family. Okay. Um, the B Rides came along. Um, basically, Sheldon B Rod is the patriarch. He has five children. Um, he basically raised them alone. His wife died uh, while in child labor with the baby, who happens to be the only girl. So he has four sons and a, and a daughter. And basically, they are trying to get him out of his grief, I suppose, because it's like he has not been dating or, you know, seeking companionship from any woman um, the whole time he was raising his kids. So you're looking at 20 years, 20 plus years that this man has been single, only concentrating on taking care of his family. And so that's how book one starts. They're trying to hook him up. Right. <laughs> and they are successful. <laughs> so they hook him up with a woman named Anissa, and she has two sons. So that's why you have all these male dominant books. Right. right. More boys in the family than girls. But yeah, so the premise is to, the family is a loving family. Um, they all went to HBCUs, basically. Um, they Most of them pledged um, in fraternities and sororities. So um, it's love, basically. Um, the drama doesn't come until you have their friends <laughs> and the in-laws getting books. That's when all the drama really comes. Right, right. But uh, but for the most part, they're a loving family. They have each other's back no matter what. And even if one of them is at fault, they still have each other's back. Right. And that's what I really wanted to portray, you know, a family that's really close-knit and that's loving and they'll tell each other hey you wrong but they still gonna have each other's bands and that's um 
and I say this all the time, um, that that's one of the fav my favorite storylines is when it's built around a strong family or strong friendships. And we get that yeah. in the books in this series and in some of your other books uh, series that I've read. Is that something intentional that you put in your books? Yes and no. <laughs> it, it's um, kind of what I know, but I also know toxicity as well. So it's like, um, I just kind of try to spread the love. So I don't want to just completely write about toxic families. I want to show that there are loving families as well, you know, and that, that I guess you could say burst through all the stereotypes of black families that others set out. So um, yeah, that's the only <laughs> purpose. I try to be diverse and hit every aspect, but I really enjoy writing loving families. Yeah, and um, and I love the way you write them too. And like you said, they, they you. stand for, one, for, one, for each other, and I love that. Right. Um, now I was going to ask you too, there are um, the main characters of each book, and then there's various secondary and sub-characters. Um, now how do you keep them all straight, especially when the series is long like this one is? Do you have an outline sure. that you do? I make notes. Um, so like... Um, I knew for sure when I, um, before I started writing book one, that there would be at least eight books. Okay. I knew that much because he has five kids and she has two. Right. So I knew for sure there would be eight books. By book two, I knew there would be nine. So I kind of made notes on those particular characters, you know, what they did for a living, what their personalities are like, you know, this, that, and the other. And I kept them straight. But then when the friends started coming along, I had to keep making notes. But I don't outline the story at all. So it's like, okay, whatever happens, it's just going to happen because I free write. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I love um, when you, you do the character inspirations and you show your readers who you um, have in mind for each character. I, I love it. And I, okay. every one that you've done so far, I'm like, oh my goodness, I love, I love this character <laughs> inspiration. And I actually was going to reach out to you because when I was reading, um, I think it was Ali's book. I was, because I couldn't remember who you had put out for him and for uh, Riley. So I was like, I have, I have to reach out to you so I can get a lot of the women are actually women that I know. And um, the character for Riley was actually my cousin. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't do men that I know because I got I to gotta keep things straight for my right, husband. Right. So he don't think I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, you put him in a book. Right, right. Him, you know, no, we're not, we're not about to do that. So I usually do men I don't know. <laughs> Okay, and I can see how that could be an issue. <laughs> yes, especially with what I write. <laughs> yeah, and Lashana, she said, yeah, you do get the books out, and um, yeah. she does, Lashana. She keeps them, she keeps them quality up, though. Um, Antoinette, uh, she said, that's awesome. I think she's talking about the amount of books that you've uh, written. Oh, thank you, Antoinette. Mm -hmm. um, excuse me. Mm -hmm. I, was, I noticed, too, that... Um, in the last few books, they seemed a little more, they seemed grittier. And I don't know they're if that's more, the word, but it did. They're, yeah. they're more urban. 
Yeah, and um, although I, I loved it, um, now there were some traumatic issues that some of the characters were uh, dealing with. And um, although I kind of sometimes stay away from <laughs> stay away from those storylines, um, you know, I still enjoy I still enjoyed the books, and I like too that you didn't you don't just dwell for the sake no. of. It. Yeah. I try not to because it can be heavy for me too. I mean, I'm not, you know, a person that I could read almost anything except for horror. I can't do horror because I have really not love horror. <laughs> so I will be dreaming and won't get any sleep because I'm a visual person. So I'm seeing all this in my head, you know, so um, I can't do horror. But like for, you know, traumatic events, murder, you know, rape, those kind of things usually don't bother me. But I don't want to dwell on it either because then it affects my personal life because I'm so heavy, you know, and it's like, okay, get out my face. I don't feel like being bothered with you, you know, just because I'm so into what's going on in the book. It's like, I feel their feelings. So I can't, I can't dwell in those moments unless I'm just going to be by myself for a few days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. And see, I'm the opposite because I can do horror but the, yeah. you know, the other stuff is too real for me. I don't like you know because mm-hmm. um, I know that it happens to people every day. Yeah. And yeah. see that's what I write I write more realistic um things. You know I I don't know. I, I can't really get into fantasy. I can read it. But as far as writing it, I just I don't know. I write about what I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Tiffany's saying she agree with you on the horror. <laughs> yeah, girl, I can't, I can't watch horror movies. I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> me either, Monica. Me and horror, we can't get a, we can't get along. I'll go to bed dreaming about it and be done woke yes. up. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm the same way. If it's too suspenseful, it, I can handle some suspense, but if it's too suspenseful, yeah, that's going bug, to bother me too. Yeah, you jump in, uh, in your seat. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um okay so we mentioned that um you told us a little bit about what book one was with Sheldon and um Anissa and I love their story I love the second chance even though it wasn't a second chance with each other I love right. that they were getting a second chance at love right and um since we can't talk about all of the books um Let's start with uh, Ali's book, and that was a heavy, that was a heavy book, but um, it was a, a lot of good, you know, good points to you know, not light moments. Um, Jennifer, in Ali's book, what was one of your favorite scenes that stood out for you? When when the daughter called him Prince Ali, I was oh, like, that was cute. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was that was so cute. And yeah. Said, yes, that every time she called him that I was like, oh my God, that just yeah. my heart tugged her heart strained so much because I just felt like she knew Ali was a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that part too. Yeah. And, Ali um, needed that. Yes. And, and um before we get too much into Ali, um uh, Monica, can you tell anyone who hasn't read his book yet? about him as a character? Yes, so Ali is mentioned, I think, from the very first book because he is best friends with Sharon B. Rod, 
who is Sheldon's son, Sheldon's third son. So um, Ali is his best friend, but he's somewhat mysterious in all the books until you get to about book six. And even then in book, no, not book six, book seven. And even then in book seven, you're kind of like, what's he on? What is he up to, you know, with the, with the chick, the, the lady, <laughs> the, the gremlin, you know, oh, so you're trying to figure- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're trying to figure out what is going on? Why is he getting involved, you know, or whatever? And so um, he kind of makes his presence known in book seven and then again in book eight. And so the suspense is building. You're like, okay, I need to know more about Riley. But he he comes from the streets. Um, He met Chiron in school. And basically Shy had his back, you know, when it came to sports because he couldn't play sports. So Shy, you know, had his back and he appreciated that. So he had Shy's back, you know, for everything. Kind of got him in a little trouble, you know, or whatever. But, you know, as most kids tend to do. But they remained friends even though he started selling drugs and whatnot. Um, Shy still held him close, you know. Right. and kind of help guide him so that's how he came along and i like that um even with shy going in another well kind of in another direction with him being a lawyer his profession he was like, like I hey, used to the, the thug lawyer or something like that yeah but, yeah <laughs> so yeah. he still had that in him even though he went mm-hmm. that way but he kept like you said he kept um his friendship and his brotherhood mm-hmm. uh, ali which i love and i love how Shai's family embraced him as well. Yeah, and he needed family because, as we know, what his family was like. Right. You know, from right. from Ooh. the book. I mean, right. he really didn't have a relationship with his dad. He was an only child, and his mama. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. We gonna get into we gonna get into her. Uh, Sharon is saying she loves Shai. Yeah, I do too. And um, everybody loves Shai. Yes. <laughs> um. Now, my favorite, one of my favorites was uh, I like that too, where she was calling him um, <laughs> uh, Prince Ali. Um, but one of the, um, I would say one of the funny, uh, we, we on Ali. I'm thinking about Jericho. Um, I would say probably hmm, when Riley showed him that the other side of her that she could be, you know hood as well and um <laughs> and she pretty much told him the business like you know get off my line if i want you know yeah that was my part too i love yeah I, I love that and i thought she was perfect for him yeah because she, she was. was like she was a, a a safe space for him and she had experience with the way he lived because her ex you know right that, that died he he was pretty much almost a replica of him right. as far as, you know, the lifestyle. And I think you, you um, I think it was mentioned that her father too, right? Was in that life. Oh, I think, I think so. I don't remember. Yeah. Jennifer, <laughs> didn't, didn't they say the father too? I think they said the father. But, I think um, so. I think her, so. Her, yeah. I yeah. Think so. yeah. So I think, I think so. that even was even more um, because she was used to, um, yeah. the street the street life having that type of relationship mm-hmm. that um 
but she also had the side of her where she was a mother and she had other stuff going right. on. Yeah, so she was a professional, you right. know, had a decent job and everything. So yeah, and she um, was well rounded, very much so. And um, I like too uh, the where her and um, Seneca. Yeah, that was that came like usually like um, even though I free write some of the story will come to me early on. And okay. I kind of know where I'm going. That just popped up. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that just popped up as I was writing. And I was just like, oh, okay. I like where this is going. Because <laughs> he needed that closure. He, he needed it. And um, talk about a, a, a going to change. He, he definitely, uh, <laughs> a good one, definitely changed him. Um, and really all of them, all of them. Mm -hmm. with the, the good woman uh, in their lives changed, right? Although for the better. Um, but I loved uh, their interaction as far as uh, Seneca and Riley, and that she understood that what he was feeling didn't have anything to do with her, right? Right. And I thought that was a very I love mature characters. I love when they act mature. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And I try to do that. Most of, well, Alex and Axton had their right, right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yes, Alex was something else. <laughs> but um, for the most part, most of the characters in the series are mature. You know, um, they have their moments where they do immature things. Right. But but for the most part, they're mature. Yeah, and 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 that's what I love when. Um, Grown people act grown, even if they have grown. <laughs> like if yes. they have their moments, but for the most part, um, and that's what I liked about Ali too in this in this book. Except with, and I, and I think I was in the mind. I, I felt actually for what's her name, Talisa. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Talisa. Yeah, Talisa the Gremlin. Because I, I was like, oh my goodness, that is just so mean. Even when it was happening in. Um, DJ's book. I'm like, that is so cruel. It was. Alicia didn't even got involved in it, but he did. I don't know why, but he did. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Chat. Yeah, that was a whole mess. That was just their family <laughs> that, yeah, banter. That is for real. <laughs> but they yeah, that was just, look, that was their sibling banter. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, yeah I thought that, that was that was kind of with Talisa. I thought that was kind of in a way. But, but what I didn't see um, Jericho doing that. Yeah. So it was like Jericho's story didn't really come to me until I was writing Ali's. Okay. So it was like, oh, he is not who we thought he was in book six when he was fooling around with Lexi. Right. So it was just like, oh, he's dark. Very. Okay, like this is going to be the darkest story of the series, you know, so, but I didn't expect Ali's to be as dark as it was, but I think Jericho's was darker than his. Um, what was your favorite scene to write in Ali's story? So, listen, I don't, I can't pick out a favorite part, but I can tell you the scenes that I do like to write. Okay. I, I like to write when they're arguing. <laughs> Cause I mean that that just comes 
easy for me because I like to argue with Brandon. So <laughs> don't tell him that. Jen, don't tell Brandon I like to argue. But I like to argue. <laughs> Look, and I like sex scenes. I love Yeah, you definitely know how to write those. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I'm like the pages were well, I was on my, my tablet, but it was like smoking. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So any of those moments, like the, the first scene where they were at the hotel, you know, I I love that scene when he, you know, did the uh security work. Right. And it popped off immediately. Sure so did. I liked that. And I liked when he met her at her house in the driveway. Yes. Because yeah. she didn't want him to go in the house because of the baby, you know, because I ain't. That was that so, was a sexy scene, I got to tell you. That was a sexy yeah. scene. Yeah. So I love that because sis was sprung. He was sprung too. He just didn't want to admit it. <laughs> so I love the I love out of some sex <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much. Yes. So, but yeah, those are my favorite scenes to write, <laughs> sex scenes and argument scenes. Argu I mean, like, I usually be looking at my word count, seeing where I am. When I when I get to arguing, I be done wrote 2,000 words like that. <laughs> and same with the sex scenes. I'd be like, dang, this whole chapter was a sex scene. Yeah, LaShawn, yeah. she said she, you taught her some things with those... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, Lashia. I know what you mean, but um, sometimes I be teaching myself. Yeah, I, I know that's knowing right. all that. I be looking some of that up. <laughs> Research. You know, what I had a question about is uh, what's his name? The one that was actually um, bothering, that was trying to come on to Riley at the hotel, and then he he, he couldn't. The old man. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I was trying to get it. I was trying to get a feel. Okay, what is really going on? What's his deal? And um, you know, you know, some people are just nasty individuals, and you don't even have a reason why. They just nasty for no reason, you know. And right. he was one of them. Just a person. Because I'm you know, like just, trying to get a read on him. Like, what is really going on with this? But see, but see, I have to do that to y'all because <laughs> to my readers, because if I'd have gave y'all too much about him, y'all have wanted a book about him. True. And I wasn't trying to write well, no maybe book not because I didn't like him. No, no, no. From the no. jump, I ain't like it. <laughs> not after that scene you wrote in um and Ali caught. Mm -mm. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was okay. That was a little too. When I I'm like, oh my gosh, because it was in my head. It was I had visualized it, and then um, Ali let him also did who Ali was, and that he wasn't no joke either. None, not a joke. The only person that that kept him hesitant and had his soft spot was his mama. Right. It was like he just couldn't do what he felt like he needed to do right. regarding her because. She was the only family he knew, right? You know, of course, besides the B rides, but I mean, biological, family. right? So, yeah, yeah, and um, and I, I could, I, I understood it because you would, you see, with children who are um abused or um in whatever way from a parent, they still love that parent, they long for that connection, you know, and they think, okay, maybe this time, you know, if I rescue her this time, maybe right. it'll give me that love that I've been craving from her. She'll right. see how much I love her and maybe she'll reciprocate that. 
but no, in her case, it never happened. She was the mother from hell, for real. I wanted to jump through my tablet on her butt, but um... and and she had her own trauma, right? But but as we know, you have to want to be better in order to be better. So mm -hmm. there's nothing anybody else can do to help you if you don't want to be helped. True. And that's exactly where she was. Even after he found out her story and right. what had happened to her, she did not want to be better. Right. And so I tried really to feel nothing. for her and I did in a way, but it's like you said, she, she wasn't trying to um, be better for herself or for her child. So I couldn't, I couldn't. And I her. usually try to redeem people. You know, I try to make them better, but some people just aren't okay. gonna get better you know and i had to learn it because <laughs> I, yes. I was like i no we can't do this we gotta make a better and he was like no nah, she ain't gonna learn <laughs> and, that, and unfortunately that happens in real life where some people are just, right you know they just who they are they and just, i mean this is i mean like from a religious aspect of it i look at it like okay if everybody is gonna get redeemed there wouldn't be a reason for hell True. True. You know, so if there's a hell, obviously some people are going to go there. They ain't going to ever get it together. And that's the way I had to look at it uh, when writing her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Antoinette has a question. Um, she yes, ma'am. Will Sheldon's brother ever reconnect with him? I don't know. You know how y'all do me. Because I'm supposed to be done with them, but I'm sure they're going to pop back up just like the Hendersons did because I was supposed to be done with them too. And now look where I'm at. <laughs> the throws at a second generation. So, yeah. um, I had wanted to ask you about Ali's father. Um, I think his name was Troy. Because um, at, at first, when, when he uh, reconnects with him, you, I kind of get a glimpse that he was that he had changed and he was, you know, trying. But then the scene, you know, other scene, like, okay, what's what's really going on? With this okay, man? so I'm going to explain this to you. So you ever seen a man where a, a woman just got him so stupid till he just um, dumb for no reason? Yeah. That mm -hmm. was Troy. On his own, he's fine. But when he reconnects with her, right, he's her. <laughs> Basically, and that's a and shame, and that makes it is, and especially when it comes to your 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 son, y'all don't care, you know, that's right? Your, that's your baby. That's, that's your baby, you yeah. know, that's your baby, and you basically disowned him as your son and looked at him as your meal ticket, right? What did you think about uh Troy's character, Jennifer? Um. I, when he was explaining, you know, what happened. Um, you thought he was going to be redeemable, too? Yeah, I thought he was going to be redeemable. I was like, okay, I give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. After, right. I was like, no, nah, man, you got <laughs> you to, you and mama got to go and let Ali have his peace. Yes, yes, yes. And that's, what yeah. I, that's one of my other questions that I normally ask. What was a heartfelt moment for you in the book and i know with me it was that scene and um, with the parents um, yes in, the, in the driveway yep and when ali has just his his reaction man i was like i was, he was, like, was, I, he was, I was so broken and um uh, it was just it was just so heartfelt and 
I love. I cried when I wrote that scene. Yeah, I literally, you know, I cried just about whatever it was, but I cried when I wrote that particular scene. It was just because I feel what my characters feel, you know, and even though Ali tried to be hard, you know, basically the whole book, that was the moment that that broke him. Because that was his mother, and she and her and the and, stuff and was, not only all the stuff she was saying, but she was saying it in front of other people. Oh yeah. So right. it's like it really hits different when you don't even care True. enough to protect me, protect me from the embarrassment. True. You know. So yeah, it's because I'm sure he's heard her say worse, but you're right because it was in the matter that it in happened in front of and, everybody. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Jennifer? Was that what scene was heartfelt for you? Um, that was that was a heartfelt scene for me. And when Riley went to him to, you know, it, it was like she was the only one that could stop him from yeah. doing what he wanted to do to old mama in front of everybody. You know, because she saw that he was being reckless with it. Yeah, he was gonna snap. His mom, it's like his mom just brought out the recklessness in him mm -hmm. because we know from previous books, Ali was the one that always had it together. Right. Ali was always on his, you know, he was always the one that that handled things and handled it in a way to where he wouldn't be found out. And you didn't know how he was finding out information and this, that, and the other. But in his book, his mom brought out his emotional side right and when emotions are involved it causes you to be reckless true and and we got more we got to see more into the, the his personal life in this right. book that we have before so um we right. got to see that what the kind of dysfunction he was dealing with even though he was helping everybody else right know, he, uh, he was dealing with his own stuff and LaShawn said mm -hmm. she was heartbreaking embarrassment yeah i did too yeah and yeah. but it, again, I love um, the family how they came and they they stood with him. Even even Isaiah was like, "Look, you, you know, listen." He, yeah, his hood came out. <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah is my boo. You hear me? Yes. Out of all the B. Ross siblings, Isaiah is Isaiah has my heart. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like readers will be talking about, oh, I love it. You allow Isaiah is mine. <laughs> That's mine. Because he, 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 he has that the both both sides. He has to cut he, he yes, he can be sweet, understanding, but he can snatch you up if you need it. You yes. know, and I love that about him. And he even shocked Ali when he uh, came to his defense again. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, who is this? <laughs> yes. Every whenever that side of him would come out, uh, everybody would be shocked. Right. I think he, I think he snatched up Chanel in uh, in either Dylan's book or Shy's book. Chanel oh yeah, was the chick yeah. That, that was giving Dylan a hard time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. And Ola is saying that she's ready to purchase the entire series. They're all new to her, but she. Oh, awesome! Thank Ola, you, Ola. You will believe me. You will love each book. Every book gets better and better. Thank you. Love it. And um, let me see. Sharon is saying um, Ali's book had me clutching my pearls and walking away. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was intense, that's for sure. Um, Isaiah has everybody's back, sure does. Absolutely, absolutely. 
sure does. Um, he's a third, the third therapist. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah, he was the one that was pretty much um, in everybody's story. Um, if you notice, Dylan kind of went quiet, you know, and, you know, Alex had a few scenes, you know, here and there, but Isaiah played a critical role in almost everyone's healing. Right. So, because he's the family counselor, right. but he's also the big brother. And right. he took on the responsibility of caring for everybody, like a second dad. Right, right. So. I definitely got that. And Lisa said her too. She's uh so she gets interested in the book in the um, series too. Now. Thank you, Lisa. Thank um, you. But I get I, and I, I think Isaiah takes his cue from uh Sheldon because I love exactly. how everybody goes to Sheldon and that for advice, yeah. And he, I love the way that he and Anissa look at all of them as their children. Right. And yeah. they all needed that, yeah. all of them, especially a father, because the I don't think any of the sub-characters besides Arrow, I don't think any of them had a father figure in their life. You know, right. so Sheldon was that man for them. For everybody. Mm -hmm. But even Anissa, where his kids... Um, for she, for she, they needed that mother figure, um, mm -hmm. right? She, she, um, and Alex, Alex clung to her immediately, did, yeah. So, and they, yeah, and they, they minded. I love that too. Um, it's time. Uh, did you pick out an a excerpt that you wanted to, uh, yes, I did. All right, we're about to get a little sample, everybody. <laughs> but listen, I didn't, I didn't want to get a nasty sample, so <laughs> I. <laughs> So I chose um, a sample, and I figured it would be people on here that has not read. Right. So I chose a sample from Love on Replay. Okay, good. Okay, here we go. I sat here on the outdoor second-level patio, nursing on a margarita on the rocks, wishing that I wouldn't have talked about Dexter. Thinking or speaking of him could put a damper on any mood or situation. While I knew Sheldon was just trying to get to know me, I should have reserved that conversation for another time. I glanced over at him as he drank his scotch. The man was the epitome of the word zaddy. I was in total shock that he called as quickly as he did. Maybe he wasn't as standoffish as he seemed. He did seem just as nervous as I was, though. I was extremely nervous and didn't understand how I was so comfortable getting into the car of a man I just met and wasn't initially impressed with. Allowing him to come to my place and pick me up didn't even feel weird to me, and that alone was weird in itself. Glancing at him again, I noticed he was staring at the TV. It didn't really seem like he was watching it. I nervously slid my hand over his. This wasn't my scene. I didn't really like going out. When he glanced at me, I knew that somehow he knew what I was thinking. He got the bartender's attention and paid for our drinks. This ain't my scene either, he said. I just didn't know how comfortable you would be with me alone in one of our houses. Our sons are friends. I doubt that either of us could get away with much. He smiled slightly. Chad had the nerve to try to tell me how to behave on a date. I chuckled. DJ did the same when I called to let him know that I was going out. He thinks he's my parent now. Same with my five. He slowly shook his head, then threw his drink back. Whenever you're ready, so am I. I did the same to my margarita, but just as I was about to stand, 
these people had the nerve to play the one by CeeLo. That used to be my jam. That was the whole vibe for 2004 for me. When I remained seated and started vibing, putting my finger in the air because I was the one, I could see the look of amusement on Sheldon's face. I'm sorry, but this is my song. Before long, I'd forgotten anyone was there and stood for my seat to dance. When I looked up, there were a couple of women that had joined me. Apparently, the person in control of the music was happy that we were enjoying ourselves because he put on another jam by Anthony Hamilton and Lil John. When I saw Sheldon laugh, I knew that he was enjoying himself. The man didn't smile for nothing. Making my way to him, I pulled him from his seat and began dancing again. Surprisingly, he spun me around and wrapped his arms around my waist. We swayed to the beat of the music, feeling him that close to me felt amazing. He didn't strike me as the type to really dance, but I supposed I was wrong. When I heard him sing along with Anthony Hamilton, all right, I'm ready, I was in shock. However, it seemed he was saying that directly to me. His embrace got a little tighter, and as we grooved, I couldn't help but to close my eyes. I inhaled his scent and relaxed in what I was feeling. This was foreign to me, and I was happy to feel again. Until now, it was like I'd been numb all these years to these types of feelings. I just felt good. As the song ended, I turned to him. Childish Gambino was next. I like Redbone, but it wasn't a song I needed to dance to. Sheldon felt differently. He pulled me back to him as he stared in my eyes. This was intense. I slid my hands up his chest to his shoulders, and when I looked back up at him, he gently kissed my lips. My body practically melted, threatening to leak through the cracks in the wooden floor to the first level. However, the shock of what he'd done caused him to pull away from me. I grabbed his hand to stop him. When he turned back to me, his face was hard. We can go. I quickly nodded and grabbed my purse, following behind him. I didn't understand what was so bad about what happened. My soul was light, and for the first time in 16 years, I wanted to be with a man. When we got downstairs and had left the place, I grabbed his hand again. Sheldon, wait. He stopped walking and turned to me. What's wrong? Did I do something wrong? He took a deep breath and slid his free hand down his face. Turning back toward the car, he resumed walking. When he got to the passenger side, he remained still. He didn't open the door, just stood there staring at it. His grief was making him feel guilty about what he was feeling between us. Before I could say anything, he turned back to me and pulled me close to him. I slid my arms around his waist and laid against him. It just felt like he needed comforting. We both seemed to be warring with our past, and maybe we were supposed to be here for one another. I'm sorry, Anissa. No apology needed. Letting go is hard. I know firsthand. I lifted my head to look at him, only to find him staring at me. He lowered his head slightly and kissed my forehead, then turned and opened the door for me. Getting inside, I felt like depression and guilt were looming over me. I couldn't have that. Once he dropped me home, I would have to meditate big time. I wasn't sure if I was strong enough for him to not suck me in and have me feeling like he did. When he got in the car, he grabbed my hand. I didn't mean to ruin the good time we were having. I was enjoying myself. I was too. Yay, love it, love it. And I, I love that scene. I remember um, thinking that she had an impression just from the way he, you know, was his, his demeanor. She had an impression of him, but um, when he showed her that he, you know, he, he knew the song and he could dance and all yeah. that stuff, she saw that he was actually um, a lot more yeah. you know, 
Good yeah, because he was he was right being now. a little rude at first. Yeah, he was something else. Uh, like you said, never smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was trying to resist. He felt he was still grieving after all yeah. those years and yeah. felt like he was cheating on a woman that had been dead for 20 years, right? Know, 25 years. Right. So, yeah, he had some things to overcome, but obviously yeah. we know he did if we had what, 13 books after that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Antoinette said those Sunday family dinner. Yeah, I love that too. Oh well, my gosh. Yes. After the father figure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um Shalisa saying narrator your own book. Yeah. Narrate your own book. Well, yeah, at least they would have the natural accent. Huh? <laughs> Lashad said the restaurant got quiet. You got to get them the name of the series so they can buy it too. <laughs> Yeah, well, people are leaving. That's why. <laughs> and uh, Katina, hey, Katina, she said she agreed with it. Oh, uh, I started to do the voices for y'all. I started to, you know, drop it down real deep, <laughs> like this. Lisa is giving you a clap on your uh, applause on your um, narration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Great scenery from definitely. Yeah, that was a thank was you, thank you. And, uh, don't pay nobody else to narrate. <laughs> Ah, thank you. Um, we see the step shows. Oh, that yes. I love. Yes, yes. yes. Chat yes. is hilarious. Oh, yes. And then, and I think was it in this book in um, Ali's book where I think it was Ali's book where um, Riley, where, where, where his niece um started when he started barking, she started uh barking and dancing. Yeah. Oh, that was yes. So- Dylan was not happy about that. Yes, that was so cute. And then Riley, she got in the groove. She was like, "Okay, let me get up." Yeah, let me get in there. I'm with it. But um, yeah, yeah, I love the step shows, especially in Alex's book when they um, yes, when the, they did the nasty song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the nipset done turned about five shades of red. Yes. Like I know they didn't step to that song. Like you couldn't pick something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love the step uh, scenes too. And um, yeah. time is flying. We have to talk a little bit about Jericho um, <sighs> now. Jericho explain who Jericho is um, to the. To okay, all. so um, you first meet Jericho in book six because Chad has a woman that's in love with him, basically, who happens to be Dylan's sister-in-law. Um, she's in love with him, but he's playing. Um, at least that's what it looks like to her. He has right. some other issues going on, and she's been waiting in the wings for over a year, you know, waiting to be with him. So in the meantime, she doesn't want to establish a relationship with somebody else. She's just trying to scratch a little itch, okay? Right. So Jericho happens to be one of those people and then you end up finding out that jericho was hired by her father you know to watch her but jericho is also a really good friend of ali because they grew up together in the early years in florida when ali was in florida so they they known each other since they were like five years old so when jericho needed an, an escape you know when he had to to leave uh florida he found Ali again and ended up working for Ali. So that's how Jericho comes into play. And I love that um, 
the childhood friendships are sustaining yeah with, with both Ali and uh, Jericho and Ali and, and Shy and that mm-hmm. Jericho was able to find reconnect with him um yes when he needed when he needed to um and one of the scenes in Jericho's book there was so many um uh, but his sister was definitely difficult to read um and um, the things, you know, the dysfunction in the family. Um, but one of the scenes that actually was kind of funny to me was the scene when Whitney's ex, Vashon, came through the back door. And, and, and uh, Ali was there, just so I can set it up for you all. Ali was there with um, Jericho and Jericho's mother and sister. And he had just reconnected with his lost love, Whitney, and they were at her home. And her ex, who she had, you know, broken up with real, you know, recently, um, they had lived together and he never gave her the key. So he comes in and all of them are there and he sees Jericho all up on, you know, all on her basically. And he comes in and, you know, basically questions her about who this, who is this? And when she tells him, uh, he yells at her and, Ali comes in there and has, you know, he had Jericho's we back. Yep, and Jericho, um, you got, uh, Bashan tells him, you know, I'm not intimidated by you. So Jericho ended up having good. Jericho <laughs> say good. I don't want you to be intimidated. You won't see what's coming. Right, right, right. But the funny part to me is he was so matter of fact with Whitney, like, yeah, you know to him. Um, what you know, he don't matter. And he was like, All this time, why like, he didn't throw this man across the room? And like, he was just saying it like it was just a normal thing. <laughs> Jericho was a whole mess. It was like that type of behavior came natural, he to was him. So- and it, it was like Ali said, It's like, Oh, he got the taste of blood in his, in his, no, it was like a dog on short. Shark, you know, like he 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 tastes the blood, so he in his killing mode right now. Like he already knew. It is <laughs> like this is not the same sweet guy from book six that wanted Lexi's baby to be his. This this can't be the same guy. Yes, but obviously it was. <laughs> and her reaction was so the way you wrote that. Though, her reaction was so. She was kind of like turned on, but she also was like worried about Bashan, and then she was like kind of cautious too. Like, is this really going on? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Like she said before, she can't even think. He had grabbed the guy, you know, grabbed him up, it just threw him across the room, right? And um, <laughs> but the way he was so matter of fact about it, like, and he was, he was like, just he was so telling her calm. something. Like, yeah, yeah, just so <laughs> calm and nonchalant. Like you just didn't. Throw this man across the yes. room, like dude, like it was no big deal. Right, and then when Ali took her, took him to the back, and she was watching it, he was like, "Don't worry about Ali. He might not be my size, but but he can handle himself. He he don't throw hands like he used to." Or something he said. Yeah, but, he just shoot people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that had that scene rolling. I'm like, this guy is something else. Jennifer, yeah. what, was your, what was your favorite scene in uh, Jericho's? Uh, that was that was one of my favorite scenes, and the next one was when he made he made that bet with um Whitney about 
about her um being getting married if, if she got pregnant then she had to marry him asap yeah i was like no this man didn't yeah he was like yep and he and he knew what he was talking about didn't he <laughs> i love too, when, when whitney told him too you know i think she said something but i'm not used to you people telling me what they're gonna do or something she said um <laughs> uh, and then she quoted uh mystical or somebody or juvenile or something i can't remember but um it, that was a that was their interactions were so so hilarious in, in such yeah, a they, they, look they were they were trick daddy and trina right right <laughs> <laughs> but i love that you balanced it because the book was you know it could be heavy. it was very heavy the premise of the book was heavy right just the fact that he was trying to go and rescue his sister and then right. found out he had to rescue his mom too right. thinking she was dead so um the amount of guilt that he carried um about his sister um felt like he could have done more um and that he should have been done more right um so the whole premise of the book was heavy and then and then janetta came along with her issues right and so it just made it even heavier like oh my god and then you start seeing seneca and mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that that blew and that blew me for a loop because I didn't see that coming. And I, no, was, I said she had many twists, twists in this book. Yeah, but I was like, y'all was so mad at me, but I'm like, Seneca told y'all, we told y'all who he was in book five. His sister was calling him Seneca. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> which means evil. <laughs> And just because he fell in love didn't mean all that disappeared. Because you're right, he was street too. I mean, even though he had a loving mother um, and a sister, he still had that. Yeah, you know. he, he was on in the streets too. And it started off as him just trying to help take care of his mama and his sister. But of course, if you're in the streets, you're going to develop that that right. hard shell and, that, and the mannerisms of people that's in the streets. So he became that dude, you know. And like he said, he could shoot the nuts off a mosquito. So, you know, he was that dude. So, right. and his sister and his mama called him cynical because he was just evil. Even though he did try to change, mm -hmm. you know, in his book, it was like, but when he felt threatened, right, all that came back. <laughs> Even though he shouldn't have felt threatened, he did feel threatened. So, man, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> What was your what was what was a, a good a funny thing for you to write? And uh, it wasn't in Jericho's book. Yeah, there weren't a lot of funny scenes in Jericho's book for me. I'm trying to think. Um, I think it's probably the scene that you mentioned earlier. I, yeah. I got a kick out of that scene. Like, yes. he, just, he picked him up and threw him. <laughs> the way you yeah. described it, I'm like, oh my! I could just visualize it. And that would have been like if I was if I was uh, Whitney, I would have been like, "Is he for real right now?" Because he was talking to her like they were just discussing dinner or something. You know? Right, right. And then he went back. He just went to a dude still on the ground, <laughs> and you didn't switch subjects. Like he not even there. <laughs> yes, that yeah. that was that was. And hilarious. Whitney was mad at him, and he had to go. 
he had to assert that power and tell her, well, I don't care how mad you are. You can still I'm let still... me be that man. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I'm, still, no I'm still him. Yeah. Just say, I'm still him. I know you didn't seen how I handle people. I'm still him. <laughs> you, I, I think... Um, because after after each book I had like my favorites keep changing. Who was your favorites out of the series, Jennifer? Um, Ali, Jericho, and Jungle. And who? Jungle. Okay, yeah. Rondo about to be there too. I love. Them last four, the last four took me through hell and back. Okay, are we gonna get an update, Monica? I meant to message you and ask you that if I had wrote you. <laughs> I told you, I, I wasn't like I said, I wasn't supposed to go back to the Henderson and look where I'm at, deep in the throes of the Henderson. So, most likely. Yeah, I gonna get a little update. Yeah, you should do a you should do a, a Christmas book or something. Um, that would be fair. no. It won't be a Christmas book. <laughs> I know it's coming because up too fast. Because I would like to see oh cynical Seneca. Seneca, yeah, cynical Seneca. <laughs> yeah. And Beyonce, get it together and go on and just. Yeah, well, you'll see a little of that in Rondo's books. So once you finish, you'll see, you know, them trying to make things work. Okay, good, because I haven't gotten his book yet. Uh, yeah, Rondo is like, because he, he's the finale, so I had to wrap up everybody's issues for the most part. Um, so you'll see it in Rondo's book. Good, good. I just have to tell you that you did an awesome job as usual with the series. Thank um, you. Thank you. I have no idea. Um, you know, it is definitely a gift because I don't even know. <laughs> I can remember those characters like the back of my head, but ask me something about real life that happened last year. <laughs> I don't remember. And that's why I asked you because I read uh, Paranormal too, and I've, I've read um, this one series as um, a long series, and um, the main character after like maybe the eighth book, his eye color changed, and of course, reader, we, we as readers, oh yeah, noticed we, uh, noticed it. <laughs> like what's mm -hmm. going on? <laughs> but I can imagine how it hard it would be trying to. But you know, I don't really talk about sub characters' looks. Right, right. So the only person looks you really get in a particular book are the main characters, okay. unless they Talisha and they just ugly. yeah, because you you just <laughs> <laughs> and the way you I'm like oh my goodness I felt I cringe every time he says about her looks and her and the month I'm like my gosh. <laughs> but you know what? You know he what? Did the makeover for he was. <laughs> but you know what? I don't think it would have been as bad if she wouldn't have thought she was all lit. You know, so that made it worse because they like, she's just like, she, you know, all this. And <laughs> right, right. Um, Antoinette is saying we do need a holiday gathering. And I think so too. Monica, you should think about it because I think that would be a perfect 
yeah. opportunity for all of them to be together and <laughs> and we can see them stroll and we can hear um... if I do another book it I, it won't be a holiday book I really don't like doing holiday really because it's like they really don't get read, but around the holidays. True. Uh, unless I connect it to the series like I did the Hendersons. I made it part of the series. Right. So if you want to know the whole story, you have to read it you even don't. if it's in July. <laughs> well, I'm one of the few people that read holiday stuff all year round. All yeah, year. I love, I love But like, it. and then my holiday books, it tend to be more about the issues and it just happened to be Christmas time. Oh, so it's not, it's not Christmas is not a, really a part of the... Uh, I mean... I may say something about a Christmas tree or some lights or whatever, but it, it's not really the storyline. <laughs> it just happened to be Christmas. Right, time. right? Yeah. LaShawn is asking, how long does it take you to write a book? Because you be popping them out. Um, Depending on how it flow, I can, if I have no interruptions or whatever, I can usually write one in two weeks. Good. That's great. But I believe it, yeah, because... Uh, you mm -hmm. putting them out, but like I said, the quality is still top notch. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm disciplined, so I have to. I plan out, you know, what I'm gonna write, how much I'm gonna write each day. I have like this wall calendar thing, you know, my erase board. Now you can see 5K all the way across the weekdays. 5K, 5K, 5,000 words, 5,000 words. You know, so basically, I can I can do a book in two weeks, especially if it's in a series. So mm -hmm. like. With the B-Rise series, by the time I got to, you know, Rondo's book, it was extremely easy to write because I know everybody. Because you know the characters, yeah. I'm not having to really develop anybody. They're already developed throughout the series. Right. So it makes it easier when I get to their book because they've already played a part in somebody else's book. But see, that's like it would be harder, though, because when I was reading um, your author note, I think it was an author's note, when you were talking about... Um, the updates and how you intentionally may leave a part off because you know it's coming up in another. It seems like that would be extremely hard to keep all of that straight. To keep it. Well, like with stuff that's unresolved, I'll make a note of it. Okay. So like, so like in, in book one, I, with the issues that were going on, because I mentioned Isaiah's issue, I mentioned Alex, Dylan. I don't think Chad had really anything going on in book one that right. you knew of. But I, I was like, okay, Alex's issue is more pressing. So let me make a note of what Dylan going through. I'm going to make a note of what Isaiah going through. That way we could get back to it. So then I went to Alex's book. Her issue was more pressing. Yes. And we get we get more of Dylan's story in Alex's book. So then when I get to Dylan, okay, okay, now we got to uh, see what's going on with Chad. Because Shy and Chad, you know, so it's kind of right. like a, a weaving a basket, you know, right. it's kind of, you know, you have that's a good analogy because that's how it seems too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and Katina is saying she reads she reads the, the holiday books all year round too. <laughs> so like everybody's trying to get you to do this Christmas. That's what they're doing. But, I mean, <laughs> I could do I could do an update. It just won't it just won't be a holiday. What you say? How is your dad doing? Oh, he's doing okay. I just uh, saw him today. Um, you know, he's going through physical therapy. He's having some minor issues, but he's home. That's thank you for asking. That's and, good. Um, I just want to thank you for um, updating us with um, fun and sexy love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. 
in Jungle's book, um, Jungle is the only character in the D-Rod family series that is an existing character. Um, I wrote him in his sister's book back in 2019. Savage Heart was the name of the book. It was his sister's book. And in the whole book, Jungle was in jail, basically, until the end. So um, that's where you get his family dynamics and what was going on at the time. Because you get it in the series where he's talking about how his dad and his brother got killed or whatever. But, of course, it happened in Savage Heart. Okay. So you get it blow by blow in Savage Heart. Okay. But My through but I'm through reading. his sister. Through his sister Fawn, the one that was just off the chain. Right. His right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I gotta go back and read that then. Um and Sharon says she has uh she said you does a you do a great job and she's read all 89. And I'm and you started reading Thank her you, Sharon. Sharon, so you've been yeah. reading. She did. She started reading, and I think that's her that comments on somebody's post and every time she comments she has read at least one or two it was probably my post because i had i know in my group she had put in there too that um it's another author i think campbell j uh jd campbell jl campbell jl campbell yeah 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 because um thank you sharon when i think when we did the no i might not even been that long ago i about said when we did the chat but i think she started reading a little after that but um yeah um, yeah, and then, I still gotta read the um, rest of the sweet series, but everything else Monica done wrote, I done read. <laughs> Listen, okay, the sweet series were my first books. <laughs> my first, and you want a toxic family? That's one. Uh oh. Uh, Kim Coleman Douglas is saying Savage Heart is an amazing read too. Yeah, I'm gonna Thank go back. You, and read. Kim. Hey, I'm Kim. Read. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. Okay, let me warn you. Uh, okay. Let me warn you, Cheryl. Savage Heart is an urban erotica. Okay. There is some romance, of course, because, I mean, that's just me. It's going to okay, have some romantic not. moments. But there is a lot of pew, 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 and there is a lot of sex. I don't mind that because I know you're going to give me a good story on top of it, so... Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my main thing be the more of the trauma type stuff that I'm like. Well, and there is some trauma. There is some trauma. <laughs> okay, you warned me, so okay. <laughs> there is some trauma. I mean, the book starts with her going to her dad and her brother's funeral. Okay, okay. That's where the book starts. And, you know, they have a dynasty, as Jungle talked about, the Patterson family, whatever. She had to be the sole person to take it over. Okay. Even though she didn't want to be. Because he was, because so, Jungle was in prison. Jungle was in prison, okay. the daddy and the brother. And that's where they had a lot in common with the B-Rods, too, because her mother also died mm-hmm. in child labor, you know, when she had her. Okay, so, so she, all right, like Alex, okay. Just like Alex. So that's where uh, Jungle was able to bond with the B-Rods on so much, especially with missing their mom. Because Jungle obviously is older and he remembers his mom. So he's kind of like like not as as affected as Shy was in his book with his mom, but still missing his mom, you know, and missing that part of his life. So um, 
that's why he was able to to blend with the with the B rot so easily because of the commonality. Right. Yeah. And it seemed like that's the that's kind of key with all of them, really. Um, right. Extended family, um, circuit mm -hmm. family. But um, and Kim uh, is saying, uh, oh, that she was late. Uh, oh, that's okay, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> She's very supportive of me too. And Sharon said it was of last year that she started. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Started with uh, June Cofield. Co I don't know who that is. Okay. <laughs> but um, I just, we the time has just flown. Um, I can talk <laughs> about this family and we didn't even touch, we didn't even, we didn't even touch the, you know, scratch the surface, but um, I right. encourage everybody to, that hasn't read it to go and start with book one, um, Sheldon and Anissa's story, and uh, just go in order because you believe me, you will you will fall in love with this yeah. family and their friends. Yeah, a lot of people try to jump around. Do not jump around. You won't right. get the full effect of the story of you know how it flows if you right. jump around. You may be lost on a couple of things if you jump around. So it's imperative that you read in order. Because they are all connected, and you will miss something if you, um, you know, jump around like that. Yeah. Um, another one of her series that I well, I haven't read the entire series. We were just talking about this off camera, but I started. I started with the last with um, the uh, Hendersons. Yeah, the Hendersons. I started with the. Well, I don't know if it, they, it's not the last two books anymore, is it? No. But, um, I, I think it was. Old. Book 11 and 12 or 10 right. and 11, something like that. We're up to 17 books in the Henderson. Oh. <laughs> book 17 comes out Friday. I'm going to have to go back because it, it is hard for me because I'm reading all the time for the show and stuff. So, But I'm going to have to go back. Yes, and, you know. yes. I mean, but like the Hendersons has like two or three novellas. So they are short reads in there too. So. Right. And I do remember reading one of the novellas that came after... WJ's uh, book when he got married, probably yeah. put that on everything. Yeah, yeah. So I read that, um, but I love. I told you during that chat that I love that character, um, and I love the uh, her and her brother, with one of the brothers' relationship. Yeah. That book, yeah, because um, that's another big family. Yes, and I yes. love it. Um, I got. I have to Thank go ahead and go back and read the rest of the um, earlier books. Yeah, yeah. Because they scared me off. They're like, you don't like a lot of. Trauma and some trauma. That, those <laughs> those two books were the most traumatic. The ones um, that I read, okay. Yeah, book one was not traumatic at all. Storm okay. was just being Storm. And I love you that. know. Now, oh, book four was traumatic. And I think that's probably the one. Yeah, because we talked book about the four. Bit. Um, Kenny, Kenny's uh, book. Mm -hmm, yeah, Kenny. Jennifer knows, and yeah. that that one part of that book still bothers me and you will see in friday's release jen if you read it it comes up again so it's like oh my okay. god and, and, my tissues. let me have my tissues yeah that's that's the part that's the only part of the book when i was writing i cried on that part because it, it that part just still it still just bothers me just like it bothers y'all so oh, no. yeah okay. <laughs> Even though it's something that happened years ago, it still makes me cry. Pops up, yeah. 
Um, but you did an excellent job with with that too. I was like, and then even Thank with, you. with her um, abusive husband, and I'm like, uh, yeah. that you know that was difficult to read, but um, yeah. it was great. And it is is so true for a lot of women though. They, true, they hide it, you know, and and live through it and don't even realize that you don't have to sis right <laughs> you know there yeah, is she no definitely I would have heard it like come and up. she definitely didn't have to with all the family support she had right so yeah um Lashana saying she loved the whole series now I'm going back to start with the first series thank you for the list <laughs> thank you bless your heart if you start with the sweet series that's all I have to say <laughs> that that was in my raw days <laughs> Um, and then Sharon is saying the Henderson's um, Motives and Betrayal series. Oh, the Motives and Betrayal series. That was in my early days, too. They raw, too. <laughs> I'm going to have to the go back and catch up. Which they, a lot of my series intertwine. So, like, um, the Motives and Betrayal series, the Sweet series, and the Written Between the Pages series, they all intertwine. Okay. But the the sweet series was the first, and then there were like characters that appeared in the sweet series that got their own series. So it was like a spinoff series. Okay. Yeah. So that's why they intertwine. But yeah, they. You know, you can put them out though. I'm, they uh, were. <laughs> I'm about to ask. First of all. People like, what are your hobbies? I'm like, my hobby and my passion is writing. Yeah. So it's like if I'm not writing, I'm listening to music or I'm asleep, mm-hmm. <laughs> or spending time with my family. Right, right. right. You know. But everything else that I do involves books. So well, I'm here for it. We all here for it. And um, one of the questions before we wrap up, one of the questions I always ask is, what keeps you motivated in your writing and in life? Um. I always say that I'm a mentally strong person, and I am. Um, of course, there's moments that, that kind of deflate you a little bit, but I oft, I'm a very spiritual person, so I always look at, you know what, God, whatever you have for me is for me. I know I just have to put the work in to get it, you know, so that's what motivates me just to see where he's going to take me, you know, if I keep going. Of course, he ain't going to take me nowhere if I'm not putting in the work, because faith without works is dead. So it's like, okay, if I keep working, I know you're going to keep lifting me higher and higher. And I have a supportive husband and supportive children, you know, that that rock with me all the time. I mean, they don't read the books, obviously, Um, but they support me in other ways. They, They give me my space to be creative, which my girls are here with me now. (laughs) <laughs> so you know they they go where I go and right. you know they support me and they are my biggest motive motivators as well and they inspire me to do great things because they always looking and waiting <laughs> to say congratulations or mama you famous I can google you you know that kind Aww. of thing. It, it motivates me and inspires me because I want to be an example for them right. to show them that anything you put your mind to, you could do it if you want it bad enough, you know? So, um, yeah, that's my inspiration and motivation. That's a good one. That's a good one. Jennifer, did you have any final question or comment before we um, sign off? Monica knows how much I love her. I do, and I love, I love you back. 
from the very beginning. I was like, should I reach out to her? Because when I discovered her books, we was in the pandemic. I had got the trial subscription to Kindle Unlimited. And when I hopped on to the books, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to say, let me see if she has a Facebook page. And when I reached out to her, I was like, I could just feel her spirit. I was like, yes, Monica is so nice. And I was, it just... I mean, you know, she's one of the artists But you know, I tell people a lot of times, you know, that sometimes your personality will get you where your skill can't. Mm. And I've I've always been confident and felt like I was a good writer. But sometimes you reach people just by how you interact with them right. before they even pick up a book. So they, if they interact with you and you nasty, you know, and, and mean and ugly to them, then guess what? They're not going to read. <laughs> you know? Right. And they'll spread the word. That's... And they'll spread the word how nasty and right. mean and evil you were. So, but I mean, I'm naturally a friendly person until I'm provoked not to be. But um, for the most part, I'm a friendly person. And, and I feel like, you know, if you are kind to people, they will reciprocate. Right. And just by me being kind, it makes people want to read my stuff, you know, even if they haven't ever read a Monica Walters book and they come in contact, well, she was nice. Let me see what she's writing about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with that. And Jennifer, she um, she's the reason that we end up doing your book, your two books uh, for the chat that that. Um, right. Yes, so. I remember. Mm hmm. Yeah, my so. Did Jennifer tell you I used her name in a book? Now, which book was it? <laughs> Until I met you. Yeah. Yep, and it was it was good too. <laughs> that one that one has an audio book too. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna check it out just so I can see uh, what Jennifer up to in that book. <laughs> Jennifer was nasty. She was. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Uh, Kim is saying you're one of the most down to earth people in real life. Beautiful inside and out. Thank you. Yeah. So Kim has stayed at my house before. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw her post when y'all were. uh, Yeah. So you know. Yeah, she came all the way out here to go to a small book event I was doing. She drove eight hours. Oh my goodness, that is definitely. And I was like, you know what? Don't you spend no money in no hotel. You can stay at my house. And you know, so that is so. I love that. And we asked, and she got to go to Port O Nine, the B Rod Hangout. Okay. Sharon says, "Can't wait to meet you in person." Um, Oh, I can't wait to meet you. I enjoy meeting, meeting readers, and and you know, meeting y'all and just social media you you end up becoming friends right so it's like when you meet them in person you're like you already you know you're mm-hmm. already i feel like i already know them right and i plan on doing more um book more i haven't been able to do them in a couple of years because of my health but um i plan on doing yeah. more this next year so hopefully i'll see you somewhere okay. um along somewhere the- yeah <laughs> I know, I know y'all will probably be, have y'all seen Aisha uh, Breeze event, um, Southern, what is it? Southern Hearts, something kisses. I can't remember. Sorry, <laughs> Aisha. But it's going to be next year in South Carolina. So, okay. You doing that one? 
I'm doing that one. It's going to be a lot of book buzz. I mean, uh, it's been a lot of buzz around it. So, and it's over a year away. So, okay. <laughs> but well, yeah, I am that. also planning one, um, the book buzz show and I inspire books. We are, um, ah. it's, uh, it's going to be another name. No, we're trying to come up with that. But um, okay. Uh, Jennifer is actually helping me with that. She's on the committee. Oh, um, awesome. Oh, so, wow. I definitely will reach out to you once we get everything. And it's okay. not going to be to 2025, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah, reach out because I'm trying to put on a rodeo for 2025 for y'all. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that'll be different and fun, you know, for us. Do you know the month go yet? No, I don't know. I'm trying to okay. do it in the summer, but I just don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't want it to be early in the summer because it get hot out here, y'all. And I don't want y'all to be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Because rodeos are outside. So, yeah. All right. So, I'll make sure to uh, keep that open for um, for 2025 for me, one of my um, one of my travel places. Yes. Yes. She said it was 10 hours, but worth every mile. <laughs> see? See? She drove a long way. She drove a long way. I felt so loved that day. I was like, why are you driving 10 hours just to come hang with me? I love so it. So sweet. Yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, I'll keep you posted once we get everything um, settled. And uh, okay. we have, we actually have the month though. It, it's, it's not okay. Settled. Well, let me know. Yeah, let yeah, me know. So I'll let you know. Um, but my yes, real life sister is on too, Brittany. I oh, really okay. Mine is too. <laughs> Look, she was Chiron's wife in the B Rap Family series. Brittany. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 All right, I love it. Um, and thank you for coming on the show. I always love talking to you. I remember when we had that chat, we were on the chat for at least three hours. Girl, um, yeah, I could go on. Look, I could go when it comes to boots. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So um we got to do this again. Um absolutely. Yeah, and you thank, just let thank, me know. All right, I will. Thank you, Jennifer, for co-hosting tonight. Thanks, G and Jen. You're welcome. You know when she said it was gonna be Monica, she reached out to me. I said, "Of course, of course." <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, I had to make. I had to do that because you were the one. Well, I actually I read. I told you before I read one of your books before Jennifer had told me. But then, right. um, the one with the musician, the guitar. Oh, yeah. baby, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, oh Enzo. Ooh. Enzo, when's the last time? Yeah, yeah. And that was my first, and but then Jennifer had Jennifer had told me about all the rest of the books, and that's when we did yeah. the anniversary last yeah last two at that time. <laughs> I really, I really appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, you, no problem. And um, I'll be in touch. And thank you everybody okay. in the audience for coming. Thank y'all for joining us. Yes, very, very, very engaged audience. So thank you. Yes, thank y'all. All right, everybody, have a good evening, and I'll see you, you soon. Okay, bye.